This episode of the Fabulous Learning Nerds is sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTIs, counselor, and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. They are the fabulous learning nerds. Because if you're tired of the old ways of getting it done, you've got the fabulous learning nerds. Scott and Dan are making it lots of fun. The best ideas that you've ever heard. So everybody spread the word. They're going to keep you with turning the fabulous learning nerds. Fabulous learning nerds. Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome back, friends, for another fantastic, fun episode of the Fabulous Learning Nerds. I'm your host, Scott Schutte, and with me, as always, my wingman, you love him, Dan Coonrod. Dan the man. That's right. Hey, Dan, how you doing, sir? I'm pretty good, Scott. How are you? All right. Are we fair to Midland today? Oh, yes. Yes, I am. We didn't get to yeah. talk about that last time because it is one no. of my favorite things. Yeah. And uh, where did that saying come from? Again, Man. you told me once. Yeah, I. so I have no idea where I picked it up. I picked it up traveling around, and it just clawed its way into my vernacular. And uh, now that we're recording and people are going to be listening, of course, I've defaulted to uh, my trainer voice. And trainer Dan doesn't say fair to Midland. But everywhere else, uh, when somebody asks, how are you? Um, I'm fair to Midland. Fair to Midland. Yeah, I always thought that the ancient uh, tribe of Coonrods brought it down <laughs> from the mountain of sage wisdom on a stone tablet. <laughs> but apparently, that is not the case, everybody. That's not the case. Um, yeah, okay, Sad. cool, awesome. Uh, welcome back uh, to all of our listeners. That, that's great. We're going to have a fantastic show today. Uh, oh, by the way, we didn't talk about an episode zero. We're going to try to keep these as short and as succinct as possible, um, usually around 30 minutes, uh, nowhere over 40. If we do have a show that goes over, uh, we'll give you a little warning up front so you have an idea of what's what's coming up, or we'll split it in half. I got to imagine, I got some people lined up that are going to come on and talk, and they may talk forever. Because again, us learners, we love to talk. Oh, 100%. That's what we do. <laughs> you got to be good listeners, too, so we appreciate you listening. Um, it's time. We're going to go ahead and kick things off with our topic of the week. All right. Um, Dan, th- that that drop is totally badass. That is, that is a badass oh, drop. It. That's fantastic. <laughs> it almost... It almost sets us up for failure, right? It's like our theme song is so good. Like I'm totally, totally blessed that we um, that we were lucky enough to get that theme song produced as good as it is. Oh, because yeah. now it's almost like, wow, that was that was great. What are these two guys going to talk about? Hmm. And I was like, oh, that drop is so amazing and so great. What are you guys going to talk about? Hmm. So Dan, what are we going to talk about? Hmm. Hmm. Scott. I want to talk about the do-it-all ID, the do-it-all instructional designer. 
Oh my goodness. All right. So I am already lost. If you are lost, that is okay because I am with you. We are on this. I don't know what Dan is talking about journey. Dan, what do you mean by do it all ID? Explain this to me, sir. Absolutely. All right. So having been in instructional design for a long time, wherever I've been, one of the big constants has been this do it all approach. Scott, you've been in the industry for a while. Let me ask you this. If I asked you to to pull together a video, could you, could you make a video for me? Well, I could. Uh, yeah. Not everybody I know could, but I could. Yeah. I, know, I know you could. Yes, I could. As a matter of fact, yeah. they may have done one yesterday. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Could you could you do some project management work for me? Um, yes. I, I think I told you I spent all day today making spreadsheets. <laughs> which saps me, but it was important. Like, you know, we have an elephant of a project and you can't tackle an elephant of a project without a spreadsheet. I, uh, after that, I'm going to need you to go ahead and design for me uh, the new look and feel of a series of templates that we're going to roll out to some clients uh, later on this month. Is that something you could do as well? I could do that. Um, I would prefer, I would probably go to one of those fabulous stock marketplaces and I would look there first. <laughs> that would be the absolute first place I could look. So I think one of the things that's really important, especially at this stage of the game where I'm at, is I, I have to identify where my real strengths are. And I will tell you, I used to be the PowerPoint um, guru in my organization. I, I, I was, and now there are so many people out there that are way better at it than me. So if you were to ask me to do it, I could totally do it. But I would totally cheat. I would totally go out and spend some money uh, in in order to make your project look good and, and sadly to, to, to make me look good. As so well. let me ask you this. Why would you go out and spend money? Why would you have to feel that need to go out and cheat when graphic design, project management, and media design aren't part of being an instructional designer? What? Okay, so that's the trick question of the day. I see. Yeah. I, I see. I see. I see. You got I, feel, that. I feel like most of our audience probably answered very similar to you. They probably answered, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I could do that if I needed to. Uh, I'm not the expert there, but I could do it. How many other industries do you know where somebody goes, hey, can you do this thing outside of your wheelhouse? They go, yeah, yeah, I could do that. How many times have... Like you asked a, a nuclear physicist if they could go ahead and explain to you like the Big Bang Theory or do some, you know, quantum mechanics theorizing. Well, you wouldn't. That's outside of their wheelhouse. That's that's not their thing. They're both scientists, so they're going to know science stuff. Well, every day, every I'm, my only side comment is um, the I'm going to just in case people are going back. The year is 2021, Dan, and everybody's a scientist. Just so you know, like everybody I know is a scientist. Uh, we're all medical scientists, but yeah, no, that, that doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. <laughs> hey, so like hate the, me if I'm wrong. I, I, no, we're, we're all scientists, no. man. I uh, not to get us too off topic, but oh yeah, most of my most of my uh, morning ritual, most of a chunk of my morning ritual is now uh, checking numbers on the quarantine and the COVID nineteen pandemic to see where we're at. And really. To, Oh, I still. Oh, okay. It. All right. I, I know where you it. are. I know where you live. So, Dan, do you mind sharing where you live? Yeah, I'm in. We'll get, I'm in we'll get back Tennessee. on topic, everybody. This was trainers do. We get off topic all the time. This oh is just deal with it. Deal with it. Okay. So, you live where? I live in Central Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. 
Okay, great. And what did numbers look like for you today, sir? So, um, Nashville, Central Tennessee has been often on uh, a hot spot right. for for COVID. They are the numbers are they're not great, and uh, it's like one of those like human test things where I look at the numbers and I go, "Oh man, I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed in us." Like there's, there's, there's science. You're that's so like, disappointed in all you people. I, I, me and everybody <laughs> like, man, we should have had this whipped. We should, we should be hanging out at malls. I just have, I no, I got it. I got it. I was like, look, look, quick question. Then we'll share it. Then we'll go back to the, yeah. do it all. I do. I promise people. What's your positivity rate? You guys aren't talking positivity rates. Are you serious? Yeah. No, you don't know. No, is it above 10, you think? 10%? I don't think now. I think we pro- I think it probably was, but I don't think it is right now. So I'm in Florida, the, the land that time forgot, right? Right now? Okay. And, <laughs> Florida um, man. Oh, yeah, that's holy. And, you know, we had uh, we actually had a Mardi Gras celebration in downtown Fort Myers yesterday after um, <sighs> Mardi Gras was canceled, right? Can- Fat Tuesday was canceled, Dan. Dan, it was canceled. And uh, so, well, we're in Florida. We're going to have one. So we did. Yeah, it wasn't very packed, but um, 6%, 6% positivity rate. Um, I think our case numbers yesterday were under three. We're really good. We're doing really good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's totally awesome. When you first and everything is open. That- everything is open here. When you first started telling me that story, I did not think that's where we were going. I did not think we were going on a good to a good place, and I'm so happy that's where we ended. Oh, <laughs> no, it's a great place. At any rate, we're all we're all scientists. At any rate, uh, let's go let's go back to yeah. we're gonna back up. We're gonna get in the way. We're gonna get into the DeLorean. We're gonna hit, we're gonna hit 88 miles an hour. We're gonna go back to what you were talking about um, as far as. Uh, yeah, we, we get to do things outside of our circle of influence or outside of our – we have opportunities for growth, I think is what you're trying to say, right, Mr. Coonrath? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm saying that like the – in what other profession will somebody have the freedom and flexibility to go and pick up these skills to make content that hits our learners – Anywhere, anytime. I don't know. M- me either. Like, I I can't think of another profession where, like, you know, if a dental assistant was like, hey, you know, I'd really like to uh, redecorate the front lobby and start laying out, you know, just do a better lighting setup there. Just something that feels more natural. Can you go ahead and pay me for the next two to three weeks while I while I get that done and figure that out? Like I can, I, I can only imagine the answer's gonna be like, no, no, I, I need you in here, doing dental work. But if an, if one of my instructional designers came to me and said, hey, like, I'd really like to do this video series. I really think there's a lot of value here. This is where I think we're gonna go. But I just don't have the skills set. In the near future, can I roll offline for two weeks and and pick up some of these bakes and take some of these courses, like? I'd probably say yes. I'd probably be like, yeah, yeah, this would be awesome. Because instructional design is the do-it-all profession. 
Yeah, I think it's one of those professions where you actually get an opportunity to play with what you create sometimes too. Like you have, and I think you and I were talking about before we started recording about this opportunity to and willingness to to wear many hats, right? So um, I, I'm a firm believer that a good trainer can train anything so long as he's got, as he's got a good, you know, uh, leader's handbook and some time to digest the content. Like you could train, I, I could I could train anything if you give me enough time to to prep for it right like and you know don't hand me a a leader's guide 20 minutes before i'm supposed to go on stage and say here you go have fun uh but i remember when i was working for honeywell like like here's here's you're gonna train on fire alarm installation i was like what i had no idea what that was but you know after a couple days and and actually this is where id comes into place where you, you actually take a look at that course redesign it now you're an expert right so anyway back to uh Back to your line of thoughts. I think that's great where, um, yeah, you, you, we do have the opportunity to, to uh, wear many hats within the our sphere of influence. And that's a that's a that's one of the perks, right? Oh, I I wholeheartedly think it is. Uh, I will say and we can touch on this like in a little bit, though, is like it's a, it's a double edged sword. Oh, yeah. Although I will say this, like if your boss is going to give you actual time off to go learn something, like I want to know that person. Like I want to go work for that person because normally it's like, hey, I need you to make a video. Uh-huh. And I need it tomorrow. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, good luck. Like, I mean, that's been my experience. Like it's, you know, baptism by fire and uh, I got to somehow figure this this out. Right? That That is exactly what I'm talking about right there. That is the do-it-all, that is the bad side of the do-it-all ID mentality, is that yes, in your past, you've had leaders who have been like, hey man, um, I need I need a video made, and I just don't know anybody else, uh, you guys are real creative here, like, can you guys, can you guys make me a video, and you've got a leader asking you, and you're feeling that pressure to say yes, because you want to succeed, you want to excel, you want to show off, and he goes, great, and then steps away and immediately it's like okay cool let me google how to make a video right and man like that is one of those that's one of the downsides like just to be real about like the instructional design profession is that our scope and scale is so amorphous and so shifting that you're going to find yourself in places where because you have the word designer or design in your title people are going to come to you with other design works other design jobs and just assume you'll know how to do it because, well, you're an instructional you have design designer. and a title. Yeah. Yeah. I actually went and took my employees and I, and I changed their job titles. We took design out of it because they were getting design work. Uh, it, th- there's a huge difference between instructional design and regular design. Not that there isn't the nuances of design within instructional design. That's important, right? So how the learner ex- goes through that journey that we create for them, I think that's really important. And visuals are part of that. Multimedia is part of that. But ask a designer to go ahead and design a course? Nuh-uh. And no. 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 Wait. How, what? No way. They're, they, I, they, they would do something that, quite frankly, um, we need to do more of. They, they would say no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that would be my challenge. So, Dan, is it okay to say no? So, yes. Bottom line up front, yes. And. But is to, it really okay to say no, Dan? Well, that's, that's the subtext there. 
I like you how gently be... you put that. That's the yeah. subtext there. Okay. You. Everybody should be aiming to be in a spot where they can look at the person putting the request that's outside of their scope and say, no, I'm sorry. I just don't know how to do that. I just don't know what that's like. I just don't know where I would find that stuff out. And if you're in a reasonable business and you're in a reasonable place, good. Yeah, that's that's not instructional work. That is media design. That is graphic design. That is marketing design. That is another design group's work. But man, I cannot tell you how many times where the deadlines are tight, it's coming due, you know as an instructional designer that you're going to need something to push your content up over that edge. We talked about it in, in episode zero, make learning fun. Right. And you're like, I need a video here. I need something. I need a 30-second spot that's going to take my content from good to great. How do I get there? How do I get this done? And you start looking through and you're looking at how your company is or has got stuff organized. You're like, okay, cool. I'm going to put in this. I'm going to put in a request to my, my video team. They're going to come back with a two to three week turnaround time. And by then this training will be due, done, and taught. I got to do it myself. And so this is one of those moments where you have to decide, is it worth your time? Is it worth the course and will it be worth it to the learners? Yeah, I, I think that that's really important. And one of the things that I would add on there from a challenge perspective, like I, 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 I understand where you're going. I hear where you're going. I think it's really a good discussion. Uh, man, I, I think that there's this like balance. Like for me, it's, you know, listen, Mr. Miyagi had it right. Like you've got to have balance. Like, you know, you, you, you do instructional design right or you don't do it right, right? But you do it down the middle and you do it half, but you get squashed just like yep. great, right? So, you know, if if we begin with the end in mind, like our good friend Stephen Covey, did you get the dang book yet, sir? No, I haven't gotten oh, it yet. Gosh, I need to. It. Okay. I'm such a slacker. I'm such I, I know. A slacker. I'm going to give you crap till you do. All right. That's fair. So if we begin with the end in mind and people come to us, hey, listen, I um, I need, I need, I need this built, right? And there's going to be this learning process on how to do it, right? And that's one of the great things about learning and development is that we are our problem solvers. And we mentioned last time we got together, like, okay, you know, there's really great people here. Like, we're all people, people, like, we get it. Like, I want to add value. Like, and here's this opportunity to add a great amount of value to the organization that I'm serving or the person that I'm serving. That's great. And, um, and that's where you've got to really evaluate in that moment and ask questions before saying yes to stuff, right? Okay, so you want a video? Fantastic. Who's our audience? Uh, I don't know. Right. Okay. So as soon as you, oh, by the way, that is a flag. Anytime you ask a question <laughs> to anybody and you get the, uh, the run, like the opposite and your immediate response that you need to be planning for is how do I tactfully exit out of this? Right. And so, um, at any rate, Hey, why do you want a video? I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen my peers and people that I know that just, Oh yeah, no problem. We'll go ahead. We'll do it. And, and what happens is that you end up with an end product that doesn't meet the needs of, of the intent 
Um, and it becomes by its true default nature then to be feel good work. Like, oh, here you go. I don't care how good your video is that you made. If it's not in the right channel, it's not for the right audience. It's not built in the right way and delivering an engaging and, and meaningful message in a time that your audience can digest it. Man, that's a lot of words all at once without taking a breath. I'm proud of myself. Um, <laughs> breathe, Scott, breathe. It, yeah, I know, I know, I know, right? It, uh, that that's just a you have better things to do right so yeah beginning with the end of mind what's it for um what's the scope what's the channel is there going to be more and then you can make those educated so is this an opportunity where you can go ahead and put your do it yourself cap on learn and get better and provide additional incremental value right which is one of the things that do do it yourself id that whole concept is a, is a great concept that i get to add incremental value which improves uh your your value to the organization and provides opportunities for growth right or or dare i say hmm based on all of the stuff i gotta do based on the, my own perception of the learning curve that might be involved here hey shooty do you want to make a, a um, I've been asked to do this. Could you put together a virtual reality demo? Yeah, I really want to do that. That sounds like fun. I don't know, Jack squat about virtual reality demos and how to put one together. I'll go research that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know unity. Um, how much time we got? You got a year? I'll, I'll do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got, we, what's the, what's the quintessential answer? I need it yesterday. Hmm. My next question, you know, my next question is when, when we find out scope and we're, we're at that, we're at that balance point of, I, I, I don't know. Right. What do you think my next question is going to be? Ah, oh, I, I got no clue. Do you, do you got any money? That's my next question. Do you got do you any money? money? Do you got any money? And it's odd. Listen, that money isn't for me. That money is to put that money into uh, an area where we're going to uh, transition into third party, right? Because we all know, I know amazing people that do really great stuff and they're awesome at it. And every time they put their hands on something, it turns to gold and they do it way fast. And those people are my friends. And I yeah. love, I love giving them business because you know what, Dan? They make me look good, right? But that's only if my client has money, right? Hey, listen, I could do this for you. It's not in my wheelhouse, but I give it my best shot. But I just got to ask the question. If this is due in two weeks, do you got any money? Because I tell you, I know somebody that's really awesome and did a really fantastic job for you. And I think it might be worth the money. Or maybe one of those times where I don't have the bandwidth, right? I had this conversation. Hey, Scott, I need a favor. I ain't built for favors anymore, my friend. We are not built for favors anymore. What do you need? I need this. Don't have the bandwidth to do it. You got any money, right? Because spending the money, I think, sometimes makes sense. Thoughts on that whole idea of balance, like the balance of learning new stuff to to increase your your val uh, value versus getting the gunslinger. Yeah. No. So I'll uh, I'll I'll answer by a quick relation of of what I tell my team sometimes when my team is sick and they're not feeling it and they still show up to that first morning meeting. I'm like, what are you doing here? Well, I got this to do. And like, I'm not really like, I'm not down and out sick. I'm just I'm feeling kind of puny. I just don't feel good. And I tell them go home or log off. 
because if you can't give it your all, and this is with like the things you're gonna build, like I'm gonna build this video, I'm gonna I'm gonna design this this template for a new client presentation. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this project from start to finish. I'm gonna step in. I'm gonna get it done. If you can't, or you're or you've got that doubt that you're gonna fumble it, don't do it. Oh gosh, yeah, just don't. And that that perception that gets built of like, oh, like, hey, I saw somebody do this project one time and it went kind of really bad. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we need to work with them, or oh, we might not request any more work from them, or oh, yeah, like I saw I saw what they made. It really wasn't what we were looking for. Oh. So if if you if you've got that fear, if you've got that doubt, and your company has the resources to go and hire this gunslinger or has another team that can handle it, then yeah, you should say no. But if you've got the time and there's enough of a safety net, whether that's with your leader or with your team or with the, even the expectations sometimes. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, we just want a video here. And it's like, well, like what kind of video? Like just shoot it on a cell phone. We just want a video. Like to your point, that's maybe a, a bell ring moment. Like, but also that's permission to experiment, to practice. Like you just need to check a box. Cool. I just need some practice. Cool. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to push back on the whole video thing, cell phone video thing, is, uh, man, the the tech that you carry in your pocket can record a video better quality than what, you know, know, those big Panasonic cameras, say, 10 years ago could do, right? So we've got the tech and we've got the software to do it and do it right. So I, I do, I do. I do think that there's there's a case to be made around, you know, well, how do we leverage tool and tech to to create just-in-time learnings and, and learn from that? So I totally get it. So again, it all boils down to scope. Um, and hopefully, we, you know, I got some friends that do that. Um, there are a lot of really good businesses, business partners I know that do that. Maybe we'll have an opportunity to talk about that. Um, but there's something there. Um, and I guess the only thing, the only pitch I would give there, Dan, is like, man, like I if I can equip others, right? This is another thing to think about, right? So we have an opportunity in this space to equip others and maybe teach others outside of our sphere how to do it. Like if I can equip the people around me to, ah, I really don't have time to do that. But listen, I know this software program, you could go ahead and record your own video, have it be under 90 seconds. It'll do a pretty good job for you. And you, and I'll show you how to do it. And I've been teaching uh, other people that want to go one step further than that. Like I'll take an hour and I'll say, Hey, listen, I'll teach you premier pro 20 bucks a month. All I need is 20 bucks. Right. So yeah. I'll, I'll teach you the basics of it. And when you're done, when you come back to me, like that's going to take me what a couple hours. Right. So I don't know, as a leader in the space, that's something I do continue. I didn't mean to step on you, sir. Uh, phones yeah. are good. Phones are a good thing. Yeah. You no, can do a lot of crap on your phone. Dope. You're 100% Not all of it right. is from work either. <laughs> You're 100% right. It's There is such, uh, just in the amount of tools and scopes and of what we could do that was different from like five years ago. And to 
to this point, like, I think that helps, like, bleed into the do-it-all ID. But basic bottom line is, if you've got this setup where the business is just looking, I hate to say it, but to check a box, like somebody somewhere said, I want a video. And down the line, people are like, get a video, get a video. People are in the, you know, the rooftop shouting video. And you want this practice, then yeah, you should say yes. If you know that there's an expectation and you fear that you won't be able to hit that expectation, let me rephrase that. If you know you won't be able to hit the expectation, if you fear it, you do it anyway. You know? But if you know you won't hit that expectation and you know that you won't be able to deliver, then you should say no. 100%. Yeah, and I think it's okay to say no. Right? Yeah. As a recovering people pleaser, like I, I totally get it. it's tough. Like it doesn't come out just like Fonzie, remember him? Oh man, I totally dated myself. No. <laughs> like, it's really hard to say no. Um, listen, we say no because it allows us to do uh, to focus our energies on on bigger and better things sometimes, right? So, or yeah. we say no because we're just not the right person to do it. We and, and it's probably the most loving and caring thing that you can do. And great leaders, great leaders, Dan, they say no a lot. Yes, they, they do. say no a lot, right? Say no, that I'm so not you a can jerk. say yes. I, I, I'm going to say no, or I'm going to challenge you, and I think that that's okay. Um, but I, I do think that your overall point around, you know, the the uh, the do-it-all instructional designer, right, that person that puts on the many hats, including the red one, make learning fun again hat, right, that <laughs> um, that's a really great place Um and, and, and for me, my only other two cents that I would add on to it is, is that this is a profession where you get to learn so much. Like we're constantly learning. Even saying no and handing that over to somebody else. Like I got to put on the project manager hat on, right? I got to put the budgeting hat on. I got I to gotta really, really, really manage up my client when that happens versus if I'm doing it myself and I'm learning, right? And that's the name of the game, man. We are learning people. We are learning nerds. We are going to nerd out about all this stuff. And when it's done, we're going to get people together. And we're going to say, what did we learn? Well, I learned never to trust you again, right? I mean, not that <laughs> might come out of it. But, you know, we're, we're going to learn. And uh, we're going to share. And we're going to get better. And we're going to make everybody else better. Um, but you know what? You know what, Dan? You know what we haven't done in this discussion? What haven't we done? We have not heard from our audience. We haven't heard from you. No, so what do you think? Yet. Are you a do-it-yourself ID? Um, what are some of your stories around doing something yourself? Was it was it a huge success? Or was it a, uh, I, I would say, I hate to say it, uh, a failure because the only things that are failures are those things we don't learn from. And we learn things here, folks, and I know you do. Uh, was it an absolute disaster? And what did you learn from it? Um, what's some way that they can go ahead and provide their feedback? Mr. Dan. Absolutely. So, guys, you guys can reach out to us at learningnerdscast at gmail.com. Email us any questions you guys got. And like we said last time, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, let us know. If you're doing amazing things or you've got a great story, let us know. We want to hear from you and we want to talk with you. That's right. So send in your ideas on the do-it-yourself ID to what's that email address, Dan? LearningNerdsCast at gmail.com. That's right. Okay, fantastic. Um, any final thoughts, sir? Uh, you know, just thinking through it, uh, you, you said it. What other profession 
do you get this opportunity and will you have this ability to like practice these skills outside of your job, your normal title? You said it and it's a really good point. It's a double-edged sword. You've got to be really careful. You have to learn to practice to say no, but it's just one of the many things I love about instructional design. And that's the bottom line, Stone Cold said so. All right, thank you, Dan. I really appreciate it. Um, hey, we're gonna have we're gonna end the show here with a very quick segment. I am a I'm I'm, I'm kind of a, a leadership uh, junkie. L- love to talk about leadership when you sprinkle it in uh, here and there. Um, but I'd like to go ahead and uh, uh, close out the show before we wrap it up totally um, with a little leadership minute. Time for Coach Shooty's Leadership Minute. All right, Dan, I need you to time me on this. Are you ready? Set and go. All right. Uh, one of the things that I want to talk about today is all about building relationships. Building relationships. One of the most important things that we do as leaders, because quite frankly, nothing gets done without good relationships. Sometimes you um, get together with people and you try to bring them together with different ideas and different uh, frames of view in order to make something um, even great. So I try to enter in any discussion, any room you have with that goal in mind that I'm going to build a fantastic relationship. We're going to bring the peanut butter and the chocolate together. We're going to have really great, great stuff. And sometimes that means I got to leave my ego outside the door uh, and take an opportunity to uh, to learn and grow myself as a leader so that we can do even bigger things at the end. Was that Was that about a minute? That was 50 seconds on the nose from when you 50 asked. 50 seconds. There it is. Boom. We're going to get a timer on this thing. Love it, love it, love it. Hey, that's going to be about it for our show uh, tonight. Um, once again, if you want to get a hold of us, um, you can email us at learningnerdscast at gmail.com. Hit that subscribe button and share this show with your friends. If you're in uh, in the industry and you really like what we're talking about, like, hey, these guys have a fresh take on some stuff. I really like it. Um, that's great. Uh, where else can they uh, find us? Dan. They can find us on Facebook at Learning Nerds. Like us, participate in the conversations there, just like with email. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Post some pictures. Post some pictures of you having a good time, um, sharing stuff. Uh, uh, maybe you're, you know, out in the snow. Lots, a lot of snow out there, Dan. You know cool. what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, there not, is. Not much snow down here. Just saying. There's not a, a surprising. Florida. No birds. <laughs> but not a lot of snow. Uh, we're also on Instagram. You can find us at Fab Learning Nerds at Instagram.com. Make sure your groovy stuff. Uh, and with that, uh, I'm Scott. I'm Dan. And we're your fabulous learning nerds. Go out there, make learning fun again. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Fabulous Learning Nerds. You know, there are a lot of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment of offerings. If you're, if you're thinking of giving it a try, if you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. 
Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.